So thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I bring greetings all the way from my city, Abuja. My family, my husband sends his love. Hallelujah. And the church also blesses you. Amen. Now the theme of this conference is if you believe. Someone say, if you believe. And I want us to start right from there. I mean, we've had the first session of the word that was really impactful, you know, and I'm trusting God that he's just going to build on what has been said earlier on, and we are going to fly this morning. If you believe, it's taken from the book of Mark chapter 9, and funny enough, this is one of my favorite scriptures that I use to preach um, whenever I'm talking about the healing power of Jesus. But today, I want us to see it from a very different angle. Someone say, if you believe. Now, let's quickly read it. Um, the exact verse is from verse 23. Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I want us to take that together. Do we have it on the screen? Or look into your Bible. We're reading from the, new, from the King James. Can we take it together? Are we ready? One, two, go. Jesus said unto him, if thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. If thou can believe. How many things are possible? Did he say a few things? Did he say some things are really hard? Like your own situation right now is really hard. You know, I need to put some extra work. Is that what he said? He said all things are possible to him that believe it. But I want to tell you quickly the story of what happened here. Jesus had finished the meeting and he went up to the mountain and he came down from the mountain and what happened was that, you know, he saw a great multitude and, you know, something was going on. Something was going on. Let's see, um, verse 17. And uh, should we start from verse 17? Okay, let's start from verse 17. He says, and one of them answered and said, Master, I have brought, there was a commotion and this was what, was, this was, what was going on there. And one of the, of the multitude said, answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which had a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered, to, and he answered them and said, O faithless generation. There's a key word that he used, faithless. He didn't say wicked. He didn't say anything. He used the word faithless. He says, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Bring him unto me. And he says, verse 20, and they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straight away, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and he wallowed for me. Jesus saw this demonstration. I said, ah, what's going on here? I want you to picture it because you know you have to have a picture of the word of God anytime you're reading it. So what was going on here? Most likely the disciples, this man brought a child that had a spirit, all right? He was possessed, oppressed of the devil. And this spirit was so violent that the guy, the spirit would take him. Anytime he's going, he would take him. The guy would be forming more like convulsion. Have you seen someone who's had an episode, epilepsy episode? Just take him and he'll start convulsing and shaking, pining away. And then Jesus called for him. And when Jesus saw him, immediately Jesus called for him. The thing carried him again. He fell to the ground, wallowing and foaming. And Jesus was concerned. He said, how long ago is it since this came upon him? And he said, of a child, isn't the devil wicked? What did this boy do to deserve this? Nothing. Nothing. From a child. He says, and oftentimes he cast him into the fire, sometimes into the water to destroy him. You see, the devil wants and is out to destroy the people of God. 
Look at this young boy, a small boy. Imagine having a child, three years old, four years old, as even a parent or a mother, even an auntie. And all of a sudden, the boy is just playing. Maybe he went swimming by the pool or, you know, he's around the stream and something takes over him, the demon spirit, and he falls inside. Imagine if there was nobody there, he would have died. Imagine the agony the parents had gone through all their lives. The thing throwing him into the fire, so terrible. And look at what happened. He says, um, verse 22, oftentimes he cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. He says, if you can do anything. And then we get to the verse 23, which is the core theme and text for this scripture. If thou can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now, whenever we read that scripture, we believe, we, what we think Jesus is saying is that he told the man that if you can believe, all things are possible, right? That was what Jesus told him. Because he was asking Jesus, what did he ask Jesus? If you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. The disciples have tried, nothing happened. If you can do anything, and we hear Jesus say, if, you can, if thou can believe, all things are possible. Look at what he says in the Living Bible. Because this newer translations make the Bible come to life for us. It says, if I can, he was asking Jesus, he says, if you can do anything. Jesus answered and said, if I can. That was, he wasn't saying if you can believe. Jesus said, if I can. Then Jesus said, anything is possible if you have faith. So Jesus puts the responsibility and the greatness of the miracle away from him. If I can, it's not about me in this situation. He says, if I can, but he turned to the man and said, anything is possible if you have faith. Now look at the message translation to buttress it a bit. He says, Jesus said, if, there are no ifs amongst believers. Underline that, underline that, underline that. He says, there are no ifs amongst believers. Remember what he said, oh, faithless generation. He didn't say wicked. He says, if you can believe, anything is possible. Anything can what? Happen. Now, I know that this is in the context of healing and miracle, but I'm using this for your life. Anything can happen in your life. You see, there is no ceiling. There is no there is no hold over your life. Anything can happen. You can be who God has called you to be. Anything is possible to you. And I want to drive that into your soul. I have a full note and we're going to go step by step into this thing. But I want to start with this. If you believe. It is not about looking to Jesus and saying, Jesus do something. He has done it all. Hallelujah. On the cross he did. But he's turning to you now and saying, do you believe? Do you believe in those visions I've placed in your heart? Do you believe that you can build something that the world will eat from? Do you believe that you can minister to the ends of the earth? If you believe, anything is possible. The voice translation says, Jesus said, what do you mean if there is anything? He says, all things are possible. If you only believe. Amen. Remember this. There's no if amongst believers. Anything can happen. Amen. So I wrote here that there is a God-sized vision placed on the inside of you. There is a... And what God has sent me today to do in your life is to call it out. 
You see, I'm not going to, I cannot give you a vision. There is a vision already on the inside of you. There is a calling already on the inside of you. And I don't mean this calling to ministry. For some of you, there is a call to ministry today. And some of you will receive your sign-up letters. Amen? Amen. But there is a vision and a God-sized vision God has placed inside of you. And guess what? It is to do big things. This vision that God has placed inside you is to do big things. It's to do more. It is to do the impossible. Someone shouts the impossible. impossible. You see, what looks impossible to you, that is where God wants to take you to. I always tell people that, listen, if you can handle your vision yourself, if all your vision is what you can do in your area, it is not from God. It is not from God. Have you heard God? If you have heard God, you'll be afraid. (laughs) Because God always calls man to do the impossible. God always calls us to do what? The impossible. And that thing is on the inside of you. I wrote here that there is a mountaintop destiny. For she who dares to believe God for the impossible. There is a mountain. And you see the key. The first and the number one key to this thing is to believe. You have to believe beyond where you are coming from. Beyond what you think about yourself. And I thank God for, we, for the talk show we had yesterday. It set things in tone, in motion. I thank God for the me, 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 um, preaching of, of Pastor Elizabeth. It set things in tone. Because we are building upon it. If you believe, you can become. That is the first step. There is greatness in you, woman of God. I'm telling you, you are not hair, you are not breast, you are not body. I am telling you for a fact that you are a force on the face of the earth. I am telling you that this world is incomplete without you. I am not saying your local government, sir. I am not saying your local family, sir. I am not saying where you are. No, no, no. I'm telling you that the vision of God in your heart, it is big. And the world will eat from it in the name of Jesus. You see, when Pastor came, Pastor Peniel came and said something, that God is giving you hearts, I believe it. Because it is with a new heart you can dare to do new things. You see, when a person is growing old, your heart starts failing. He wants to jump, he can't jump. Why? Not because he doesn't want to, but the heart is holding him down. But today, you will receive a new heart in the name of Jesus. That heart will cause you to leap. It will cause you to jump. It will cause you to take on the impossible. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see this, that from the very beginning of creation, women have been very instrumental in the fulfillment of God's plan on the face of the earth. From the very beginning. I want you to see that. One of the things that happens uh, is that we as human beings, we, le- we tend to see the bad, not the good in every situation. There's this popular analogy that if I brought you a white cloth here and it is white, it is immaculately clean, but maybe mistakenly I put my pen on it and there was an ink stain on it. Everybody starts to look at the stain and not the white that is good. True or false? You say this is a stained white cloth. It, it stops being a regular white cloth. You don't say it is a white cloth that is stained. You say it is a stained white cloth. Meaning that we tend to focus on what is not oftentimes as against what it is. And I said that to say this. When we look into the book of Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, the book of beginnings. And we see what happened with the fall of man. And we say it is the woman's fault. Do I agree? Amen. 
There's a lot of complexities in it. Glory to God. And I'm not going to go into that today. Let me focus my focus. But one thing that people failed to see was that in the redemption and restorative plan of God, the Bible said it is the seed of the woman that will bruise the head of the serpent. From the very beginning, when God was prophesying about Jesus, the woman was already in place. The woman was right there. You know, and it is impossible to say a woman has seed because a woman cannot have seed. We can nurture seed, but we don't have seed. Seed there talks about sperm. It is men that carry it. But Jesus, God said something. For this work that I have, this work, this work that will change the whole world, it is a woman's seed that will carry it. Right from Genesis, God had started showing moves that, hey, hey, the woman is equally as important. Right from then. Right from then. And I'm going to show you a few scriptures and a few women in the scriptures to open your eyes to begin to see yourself in a different light. Remember I said something to you yesterday. You must define yourself from the scriptures. Not emotions, not circumstances. Not what you are going through. I'm going through a lot. Amen? Amen. Not that. Hallelujah. So let's look into the scriptures. And I'm going to show you certain women. And they are littered all through scriptures. Littered. But you know, because the Bible writers in those days were men, so they didn't know how to, they didn't really give, they didn't magnify the office and the place of the woman. And that was why we have to come and find it out like jewels. The first woman we'll talk about is the mother, our mother, Sarah. This woman was a woman of God. This woman was the one who carried the nation Israel in her womb. You see, God gave the promises to Abraham. God gave the word to Abraham, and we thank God for Abraham. And I want you to see the partnership here between, the, in, within men and women in the agenda of God. Who did God give the word to Abraham? Who did God speak to Abraham? Who did God say this to Abraham? But who carried the seed? No matter the word that God spoke to Abraham, if Sarah didn't carry the seed, there was no performance. If Sarah did not carry in that womb, if the Bible says Sarah received strength by faith, by what? Faith. If Sarah refused, if she decided to say, you know what, what can I do? You know, and you know the thing is that she was tempted with it, I hope you know. Because at some point, she said, you know what, I can't do this. You know, there's just so much, my hormones are messing, messing with me, my body is old, my womb is shriveled, there's nothing I can do. I said, you know, go, go, into the, go into your handmaid, my handmaid, go into her, Hagabi, what's her name, right? And she gave birth, but was that child the child of promise? No. So you see that it is not the child that is in the thing. Hallelujah. Abraham could have fertilized 300 women. But he had to be Sarah. He had to be the mother of nations. Because Ishmael cannot carry what Isaac can carry. And only Sarah can carry Isaac. Hallelujah. So I want you to begin to reorient your mind to see that there is a, there is a combination of men and women that God needs in this generation. Working hand in hand. Listen, this is not feminism. I don't believe in it. You see, when God, when you see things happening on the outside, you need to understand that the, the, the realm of the spirit works parallel with the realm of the physical. When you start sensing that there's an agitation outside there, Praise God. 
Women rising, we want more. We want this. It shows you that there's something that has been opened in the realm of the spirit. The devil is not an originator. He copies God. He sees what God is doing. He twists it and messes it up. That's what he does. So when there will begin to be a rise, women can do more. But they brought it as competition. They brought it as, no, let's bring down the man. No, sir. That's not what we are doing. We are running alongside. We thank God for what the men have done. But it is incomplete. And you're going to see the scriptures. There could have been no Israel without Sarah. And true to God, no Israel, no Jesus. I hope you see that. So the woman who was instrumental in the changing of things to give us supernatural life of Christ is a woman called Eve. The one that used her body, her womb, her faith. She believed. And that is what I'm bringing to you. Do you believe that God can use you? Do you believe that you are important enough to be used? Do you believe that you are an important part of this puzzle? Through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive seed. This is Hebrews 11, 11, And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Hallelujah. She judged him faithful. Do you judge the God that has placed that vision in your heart? Do you judge him faithful? Hallelujah. And we know what happened. The stars, her children were like stars of the sky in the multitudes. Sand which is by the seashore that is innumerable. One woman. Hallelujah. Someone say one woman. I'm telling you by the spirit, one woman will rise here. And the whole Africa would have to recognize her. I am telling you, Ikaba Shataya, you will rise. And Africa will not deny you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, please have your seats. We're going to see, look at some women here. And I want you to pick wherever you are. Because your portrait is in the Bible already. Don't start looking for what is lost. Sarah is a woman. Look at Rahab. And I love Rahab's story because, you know, God likes to mess with the religious theology. A prostitute. Someone say prostitute. The word Rahab itself means prostitute. Her name, prostitute. Who she was? Prostitute. I wonder what kind of naming ceremony they had. Hey, the beautiful girl. What's her name? Her prostitute. you look at the book of Joshua chapter 2 what made her different even in her terrible state some people say that she lodged the spies because she was a prostitute so maybe she was selling markets I know the spies were men amen amen, amen. amen. glory to God so she, know, she knew how to have her way but stop there look at this if you read the book of Joshua 2 you will see what made her different she said, I have heard of your God. And I believe in him. I have heard of your God. And what? I believe in him. I know you are going to destroy this nation. I know that God has given you Jericho. I hope you know this is the wall of Jericho that we're talking about. That's Jericho that was a big, big nation. Big obstacle in front of the children of Israel. Guess who gave it to them? Guess who gave them the victory? If, because if the spies were caught and killed, there was no way that Joshua would have received intel. He sent the spies out. Go and see. But the people of the city knew it was Rahab because she believed. 
She said, I have heard of your God. I have heard of how we parted the Red Sea. The fear of your God is here. But they have fear me, I believe. That was the difference. Every other person in that nation acknowledged that there was a God in Israel. But she believed in the God. She said, and she hid them. Her faith worked with wisdom. Hid them. And when she was going, she said, listen, I believe in this God. I know you will perish this city. I know you will take over the city. Only spare me and my household. Without Rahab, there would have been no conquering of Jericho. The walls of Jericho fell down. We know that story? Who was the instrumental piece? You see, I want you to see that it is a piece in the puzzle. It is a piece, but it is a critical piece. I want you to see the importance of these pieces. That is what I want you to see. I'm trusting God that your eyes will be open to see in the name of Jesus. To see the place where you occupy. You see, you, you are not competing with men. Let me say this to you. Sarah did not say, no, me too, I must hear God. She did not compete with the men. And you see, that is what feminism is doing. And I will tell you the truth that sometimes we, we know the word, but you see, the culture affects the faith sometimes. You have made the word of non effect through the traditions. So we will take that women empowerment and bring it to church. And we will neglect what God really is doing. It is not women empowerment, my sisters. I'm not empowering you to go and fight your husband in the house. I'm not going to tell you, say, hey, there's a call on me now. Not be only you be man of God. I am a, no, 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 no. I want you to see the places they occupied. These roles were key. 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 But what was the opening of this thing they believed? Someone said they believed. Do you believe? And we know what happened. God destroyed that city. God gave Israel and, Je uh, and Joshua the victory because of that singular act. A scarlet thread was put up to represent the blood of Jesus. Prophetic, prophetic. That whole thing was prophetic. She didn't know what was happening, but prophecy was happening. Aligning with the will of God. And we know what happened. She became the, grand, the great grandmother of David. I hope you know. She was the one that married Salome, Salmon, who was the father of Boaz. All, how many of us know Boaz? If you are single here, you know Boaz. Because every woman is praying for Boaz. Amen? My Boaz, my Boaz, my Boaz. Amen? She, it was her that gave birth to Boaz. It was Boaz that gave birth to Obed. And it was Obed who gave birth to Jesse. And it was Jesse who gave birth to David. See how, see how instrumental she is. And we know that Jesus is the son of David. They didn't call him someone of anybody else, but who? David. Son of God, son of David. Another revelation for another day. But who made this happen? One woman. Let's move on. Let's move on. Another woman I like. Ah, someone say, women are powerful. I'm praying that the next time you study your Bible, God will open your eyes to see it. There's a woman who her name appears for just five verses in the book of, um, I believe it's Exodus. Her name was Jochebed. My God. Mighty woman. Do you know of mighty woman? 
It was a time and a season where the government power, it was a demonic power. The devil was reigning rampage through Pharaoh. And Pharaoh knew something was going to happen. A deliverer was going to be arise. He just knew. He said, kill all the children. Imagine living in a country. You see, thank, you people are complaining about Nigeria. Thank God for Nigeria. Say, God, just be doing the remaining, but Father, thank you. Imagine a nation where the president or the king comes and says, anybody that gives birth to a male child now, kill him. Imagine the terror. And they, they were so powerful that they had security men everywhere. In short, every hospital, there was a guard. The president of the country called all the women that were uh, midwives and said, don't, don't get any male child, you say, kill him. They were taking charge. A demonic economy. Fear everywhere. But Jacob got pregnant and she, something is different about this child. In the face of that adversity, she had that child. And when she saw the child, she said, this is a child of destiny. She knew the prophecy of God. She knew that she could align. Look at what happened. She had the child. She kept the child for three months. Defied governmental authorities. Defied every, defied everything. Say no government will take this child. This child is not ordinary. She said the child was fear. It was good to look up. This child is not ordinary. This child is a deliverer. And she took, you know what it means to be that bold? Do you know what it means? That they are killing children left, right, and center. It is your neighbor that will come and report. Hey, don't bring problems to my family, oh, please. Hey, hey, Oga, Oga, this woman, she get the kino. It is your neighbor. Amen? I don't want problem, oh. <laughs> we are already suffering, it's enough. She defied everything. And you know what happened? When she couldn't hide the child anymore, faith, it is, you know, you have to understand, it, it takes crazy faith to do things. She put the child near the river of the one, the child, the daughter of the one that wanted to kill her son, the daughter of Pharaoh, the one that was killing children. She said, I know something would happen. When her hand couldn't continue, she left it over to God. She put the baby in a carriage and said, go. That is faith, my sisters. That is faith, my sisters. In the face of adversity, she stood. And you know what happened? God took over. Pharaoh's daughter saw the child, fell in love with the child. And you know what happened? She got paid to raise her baby. Put your hands together for Jesus. That money you are hustling for, side thoughts, is inside you fulfilling the plan of God. I will show you from the Bible. Don't, I'm not a motivational speaker. I will teach you Bible. Somebody say Bible. Bible. She got paid to raise her child. I know as she was raising the child, imagine what she was telling him. That was why the Bible could say, when, when Moses was of age, he knew that he could not say, I'm, the, I'm not the son of Pharaoh's uh, daughter. No. He knew. She was buffing him and saying, you know you are the deliverer. You know. You know that by your hands, uh, God will raise this nation. By your hands. She was speaking life. Hello, sir. Without Moses, would I, be a, would I, be a, would I have been a deliverance? She was in front of her. And I want you to see the progression because at some point, the women moved to the front. She was in front of her, but her role was key. 
Her role was key. Her role was key. Without that woman, Jochebed, Jochebed, there will have been no deliverance. Because no other women, no other woman in her day and time had that kind of faith. I tell you to choose. Maybe it was not only Moses. Maybe God had planted into another child called Elijah somewhere. Another one called this and called that and told the mothers, but they didn't have faith. I hope you know. I hope you know. Maybe there were five of them that God has tried. Because anytime you see God using a man, it's not the first. Hey, hear me. I hope you know Abraham was not the first that God called to move away. It was his father, Nahor. What happened? Nahor got to awe and stopped. That is why Jesus is also called second Adam, second and last. Every time you see God using somebody, that's not the only person God spoke to, but that was the one who was bold enough to dare. Dared enough to believe God. And I want to tell you, be bold. I dare you to believe God's vision in your heart. We will get there. I'm being blessed. Are you blessed? So many women. I'm not going to go into the story of Esther. You know, in our church, we have a funny way we describe Esther. We call her the orange seller from Obomosho. You know, because she was just a girl hawking orange down the village. Nobody knew her. I mean, what is the village in just? The village, village. Please give me one village, village, village. Maraba. Maraba Bushin. She was from the inter. I hope there's nobody's village here, please. Thank God I don't know it. Amen. If you're from Marabushin, you are, you are blessed. She was from the village, village. Made her way to the top. And you know, like Pastor, she said this morning, Pastor Elizabeth said this morning that, you know, it wasn't just her beauty. Ah. Israel Jewish people were going to be killed. I hope you know we're not talking about small things here. In everything we have talked about, I hope you know we're not talking about small, small things. Somebody has made a decree. Hey man, he paid the king go to kill them. Made a decree, written a note. He had given them a day that you would die. Imagine living in a community. And they have sent you a letter from presidency. This is not headsmen that we don't know their head though. From the presidency. Say today we are killing all just people. On the 15th of February, 2020, so 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 is your date of death. Imagine how those people will have been working. Two more months to die, yo. What shall we do? The whole army of the government was against them. The whole Gentile nation was against them. In short, they said they were already sharpening their cutlass. If they had a neighbor that was, hey, you, don't worry. Two days ago, kill you. <laughs> a government established genocide, I'll be homicide, uh, xenophobia. Xenophobia. And guess whose hand God used? <laughs> guess who? Ay, 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 ay. From Marababa Mushin, Marababa Bushin. Yes, she was beautiful. Yes, she was this. But she was a woman of faith. She said to her uncle Mordecai, Don't worry, I will go and pray. We need women like that. I will go and fast. I know go chop. 
And she says, I will rise up. I will do what I can. But in faith, there's what God can do that I can't do. You know what she did? She told her uncle, if I perish, I perish. I know what to do. But there's a part that I don't know how to do. She believed. And she got into the presence of the king. And the normal thing was that she would die. Anyone who steps out in faith, you can't fall. You cannot what? Fall. Look at Esther. The normal thing was for her to die. So that vision is so big, you feel, I cannot do it. God knows you cannot do it. That's why he said, believe. He knows. Esther got there, and the king raised his scepter. You think it's just because uh, she was beautiful. No, sir. She was engaging the power of faith. And she stood on God's word, and God stood for her. We know what happened. We know what happened. God gave her supernatural wisdom orange cellar look look at it all so we have seen different people a woman who physically she couldn't help herself barrenness we saw a woman who was a bad girl babala bad girl Omo, body the body of the baddest god still used her now we are seeing esther nobody somebody say a nobody we see Jochebed, just a simple woman, no grace or trauma. She was, there was nothing special about her. When you hear the name, there's nothing special. This one, a village girl, but God used her. And when God used her, the Bible now talked about the fortunes of Haman came to her uncle and her. You see the same thing happening here. Are you seeing what is happening here? That the step in purpose is a step into your prosperity. Yeah. So some of you need to calm down. Oh, I believe I receive money. I say I believe I receive vision. Yeah. I believe I receive strength for vision. Because as you wrote, you see provision is pro for the vision. It is pro for what? The vision. So there is no provision if there is no vision. God will not give you the pro without vision. Hallelujah. We see these women... And steadily they become frontal. We saw them from the beginning. It's a progression. I want you to know that the Bible is a progression. From the old to the new, it's a progression. It's added upon added. Jesus says, I came to add to the law and the prophets. I didn't come to abolish it. You see, a progression. Then we move further to Deborah. My God. My God. This woman was the only female judge she was a prophetess she was a charismatic military leader she was a decisive figure in the defeat of God's enemy she wasn't sitting at the backside. the Canaanites had destroyed the whole children of Israel they had destroyed them but a woman arose called Deborah and she called Barak and said Barak arise prophetess you see the gift of the spirit beginning to flow. You see the gifts, prophecy, prophets, the office. God established a woman by himself as a prophet. Where men said no, God said yes already. Barak arise. Let us go and take the Canaanites. Barak said I will go only if you go with me. Ay, ay, ay. You see the partnership. You see the synergy. 
I'm taking my time to paint this picture because I don't want anyone to say I'm not among. It is for all of us. Whether you are rich, I don't care. Whether you are broke, I don't care. Whether you have been a bad girl, I don't care. Whether you are feisty like Deborah or you are gentle like Jacobed, it is not about your temperament. She was a prophetess. She was feisty. She was charismatic. She went to war. And even in that same story, God showed us another picture. God said, Barak, as you are going through the mouth of the prophets, the prophetess um, uh, um, Deborah, Barak, as you are going, God will shock you. He said, what? Tell me something, my prophet. He says, God will not give the victory to you. He will give it to a woman. You see how God has been showing this thing? He has been showing us. He was, he was a prophet that said it. This victory, do the running around, my brothers. Go ahead, my brothers. Kill them, my brothers. But the crowning victory, I will put in the hands of a mere housewife. Someone say housewife. 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 Her specialty was giving her children milk to sleep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, are you, have you found yourself? Have you found yourself? Are you Rahab? Are you Jacob? Are you Esther? Wherever you are, you are in the scriptures. Are you Deborah? They say your own is too much. God will use your too much. Are you Jahel? They say, I don't have any skills. I didn't go to school. All I am doing now is just to be breastfeeding, breastfeeding, breastfeeding. Whether all you are doing is breastfeeding, there's a call, my sister. There is a call, and it's a global one. It's a worldwide vision. We know what happened. Caesarea, the bad guy, ran there and he thought he had met a prim, proper, meek woman, not knowing that he had met a warrior for God. God's battle axe. She puts, gave him milk and said, oh God, sleep, calm down, don't worry. You see, you see the strategic, what, what am I showing you? Strategic position. Can you see it? Can you see it? And she took that. How can a woman who all her life, what she's doing is breastfeeding children, have the faith and the strength enough to take a, temp, a, a hammer and nail to put inside a man? Do you think skull is small? Do you, do you think it's small? Do you know the strength? This man was a warrior. He was a strong man. And a small woman, Chenkele somewhere, just took something and hit his palm. That is faith. Faith strengthened her. So many women. I wrote here that the Lord himself gave the battle to the woman. God needs you. Someone say, God needs me. You are not a waste on the face of the earth. You are not here for makeup and fine clothes. Pastor Elizabeth told us the place of that one is for your fellow human beings. But if you are going to the mountaintop where I am headed to, you are going to tap into the realm of the spirit, but by faith, take it. God needs me. Someone shout it out. I want to tell you that you are God's dream come true. When God was dreaming, and he says, I want this, you were the dream come true. The Bible says that we are God's masterpiece. Have you ever read that in the book of Ephesians? It says you are God's handiwork. 
You are God's masterpiece. God finished you and said, wow, this guy is going to do it. This guy is going to get the job done. He is not dotting over you because of your curves. Sorry, God is a spirit. He doesn't see your curves. As far as you're concerned, whether you have flat chest or you are DKNY, that's double. Amen. You know that stuff. We have men. Let's be holy. Whether the back is flat. Amen. I have a wonderful friend. You know, she was just me one day and she put out a video on, on social media. She's a powerful woman of God. And you know, the comment somebody wrote is that this one does not even have yash. So she now called me and said, she doesn't, in the scheme of my destiny, do I need yash? I said, you don't need yash. fulfilling destiny so whether you are big you are small it does not matter God does not see your Mary Kay he doesn't see your Clarence he doesn't see your uh, Mac foundation that's 7,000 naira for foundation God knows see him you are just happy yourself Say, I just want to be happy. There's nothing wrong with be happy. But don't be happy at the expense of destiny. Don't sell yourself short. All to me is, is less weak. My sister, I'm telling you the truth. When it's time to remove this one, I will remove it. Mako, shaka. Hey, Sabara. One hour, two hours. Because the vision has to be clear for me to run. For me to see the vision, I must press into the spirit. You will make a decision from this conference. I'm going for God. I'm going for more. And one thing I always tell myself, if this woman could do it, I can do it. And I will do it. You are God's dream. You are God's masterpiece. You are the expression of God's hand on the face of the earth. So God's work is incomplete without you stepping up. He cannot do the fullness of his work and his assignment on this face of the earth without you. This woman excelled in their capacity for God. They birthed God's purpose on the face of the earth. They kept the knowledge of God. On the face of the earth, what would you be known for? When the annals of history are being written in another 20 years, 30 years, 50 years or 100 years, will there be a woman like you calling your name who said she was the one who prayed this nation into Christ? Will this be, will they say she is the one who stood up in that sector and put her leg on the ground that no corruption in this sector? Will she be the politician that arose but there was a woman of the spirit, a Deborah that was a warrior but still a woman of God? Or would they talk about you that you nurtured the next God's general? Wherever you are, your name is in the scriptures. I love Hebrews 11. Look at 39. After talking about these great men and great women, look at Hebrews 39. This scripture came alive to my heart again just about a few weeks ago. Verse 39 says, and all this, talking about the great heroes, the men, the women, and all this, having obtained a good report through what? Faith. They received not the promise. After everything, look at verse 40. God having provided something. You people must be on my wavelength. Why is it on the screen? Verse 40. I want us to, let it, as it's doing me, let it be doing you. Verse 40. We've read this, and all this having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Verse 40 is the key verse here. Can we have verse 40? I want you to look into your Bibles. 
I want us to read it together. Are you in verse 30? Open your Bible. Open your Bible. We are Bible students. Screen is not Bible. Amen? Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Are we there? Are we there? Now look at it. God having provided what? Oh, you're not there yet. Open your Bible. Hebrews 11, 30, verse 40. We are going to shout it out together. God having something, something, something. So what God is looking at in your own life is something what? Better. He says that they without us should not be made perfect. Their works is incomplete without your work being added. Jahel is incomplete without your name being added. Sarah's name is incomplete without you being added. There's so much I want to share with you. There's Priscilla. For those who are in ministry, a mighty woman of God. She was a mighty teacher. Astute teacher. She and her husband. Initially, it was Aquila and Priscilla. If you follow the Bible carefully, it was her husband and her. They were still doing the patriarchy thing back then. But at the point, they said they changed it. It's not more Aquila and Priscilla. It is Priscilla first. She was such a Bible teacher. That's when she encountered Apollos. She and her husband taught him. Apollos became so strong that the whole church started saying, I'm of Apollos now. Eh, forget Paul. Paul, no, no, rich Apollos. Apollos became so strong that Paul himself has to say, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? Because there was such a competition. The guy was so strong. And who taught him? A woman and a husband. Priscilla and Aquila. They were destiny helpers. Paul Paul talked about them in Romans 16. Look at what he said from verse 3. He says, great Priscilla. Can you see whose name came first? Great Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ. Women of God are arising from this place. I see it clearly. Helpers of the work. God will send you to help Pastor Caris, send you to help Pastor Penya to build the biggest church that this city has ever seen. This nation has ever seen. Who for, who, verse 4 says, who have for my life laid down their own necks. Look at this woman. She was a married woman, complete. Even in marriage, fulfilling destiny. So some of you that lock the door to destiny when you have married, say, ha, 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 ha. My destiny is marriage. Look closely, my sisters. Destiny is a tool. Uh, marriage is a tool to fulfill destiny. That marriage is not destiny. Pull your ear. If you are single, say, hello. Hello, me. Hello. Marriage is not the end. It's the tool to fulfill destiny. That would even help you choose who you marry because you know it's destiny you're going to fulfill. Not any Tom, Dick, and Harry that just comes and doesn't know what he's doing. Two left leg. They have laid down their own necks. Unto whom not only I give thanks, but all the churches. Look at it. How many? All the churches. E of the Gentiles. All. The Philippian church. The Ephesian church. Look at the influence of this woman and her husband. And my favorite woman in the scripture. Mary the mother of Jesus till today nobody has done what she did Mary got pregnant without a man she only believed 
Mary believed the impossible. It was easy for them to believe, you know, oh, okay, maybe I can get pregnant. But this woman believed the impossible. Be it unto me according to thy word. Ephesians 3.10 in the Amplified Version says, So now through the church, that is you and I, the multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects might be made known through you. Woman of God, through who? Through you. He says, be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. You are the wisdom of God to this generation. You are important. You are needed. You are a crucial piece in the puzzle. I'm going to end with a few scriptures. And we will take Isaiah 60. And I will call out the greatness in you. Pastor Peniel has opened and you know her house to me you know to minister to certain people today and i'm trusting god that god will stir your heart up a fire will burn in your heart one of the things i'm very conscious of is that god has called me to stir up the fire in the heart of his women to their one true love girls with hearts on fire burning for their in Jesus we'll take Acts 2, Acts 2 16 to 21 and we will minister by the spirit today Acts 2 16 and I want you to see the new dispensation that came with the Holy Ghost this is what the Holy Ghost brought but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel verse 16 Acts 2 17 and says it shall come to pass in the last days these days are the last days say god that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and he defined all flesh on your sons and your daughters and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams verse 18 and on my servants on my handmaidens. Who is the handmaiden of the Lord in the house tonight, this morning? Who is the handmaiden of the Lord tonight? Do we have any handmaiden here? Do we have one called of the Lord? He says, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Because of those handmaidens, I will show wonders in the heaven above. Because of those handmaidens, I will show signs in the earth beneath. Blood, fire, vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness. The moon in the blood. See the strange acts of God. By the hand of his servants. By the hand of the handmaidens of God. Blood, like we have never seen. Fire, talking about things that you cannot describe. Talking about great works. When he talks about blood, fire, smoke, vapor, he's talking about the mighty things that God is set to do through you. And verse 21 says, And this is the crown of those people. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You will do things that will shake the earth. That when men see it, they'll say, I want this God. 
You will raise institutions. You will raise children. You will raise ministries that the world will that will shake this world. And men will see these things and say, I want your God. That is where we are in this day. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. You and your excesses, yes. You and your quietness, yes. He wants you to, he wants to use you to bring smoke, fire, signs in the earth, shakings in the heavens. Someone lift up your hands where you are and begin to pray in tongues. That moment is almost here. And I'm trusting God that his glory will fall upon us today. All you have to do is believe. Pastor Penya set the tone and gave us the word. If you can believe. This is what is in the heart of this woman of God. She wants you to arise as God wants you to arise. If you can believe. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. And say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. My dear daughters, women of God, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open spacious life. Nobody fends you in. Nobody fends you in. The smallness you feel is from inside. Break it off. The smallness you feel, the inadequacy, am I good enough? It's from the inside. It's not from God. Open up your life. Open up your life. Live openly. Dream big. Someone shout, God is within me. I'm not small. I'm not small. I'm not small. God has called me to do great things. Open your mouth and shout it out. Get up on your feet and let's pray. Somebody open your mouth. Lift up your hands and close your eyes. Please get up on your feet. This is destiny. We are not here to play. We are not here to joke. Someone shout it out loud. I'm not small. I'm not that abortion. I'm not that abortion. I'm not where I'm coming from. I am God's general. God has called me to do great things. If you have a prayer language, close your eyes and begin to pray dangerously. Begin to pray dangerously. Don't take this prayer session casually. This is the moment where your life is about to change. Don't take this moment casually. God is here. Lift up your hands, close your eyes, and begin to pray. I did not come all the way to make you feel happy. I came to stir up something in you. I came to call out the greatness in you. I came to dare you to believe God. As God put the word in your mouth, you will preach to the ends of the earth. As God puts a vision in your heart, it will get to the ends of the earth. I want someone praying tonight. Ela ba 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 
Someone say, I do great things. I do great things. I do big things. I do the impossible for God. Open your mouth and pray. As you pray, an empowerment will come. As you pray, an empowerment from heaven will come. A voice will speak to you. Close your eyes and focus on God. No man can give you this to you. Stop looking at your neighbor. Close your eyes and pray. Women of God, close your eyes. Speak to your father. Someone say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to drop the baggages. I'm ready to drop the excuses. He's the one that can give you this vision. He's the one that can equip you. And the one that will anoint you. Open your mouth and pray. As you pray, I'm going to read Isaiah 60. And the stirrings will start. The stirrings will start. And the glory will drop. Thank you. 
God is doing a work. Close your eyes and pray. You are not too young. You are not too old. God brought you here for this. Nations will come to your light. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy and I speak over you. Nations will come to your light. Nations will come to your light. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. In the name of Jesus, you will not remain small. Rise up and be radiant. Are you praying? I'm waiting for you to pray. I'm waiting for you. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Out of your bellies, rivers will start to flow. Rivers will start to flow. You can sense that anointing. Yes, you can sense that anointing. That's the anointing of God on you. Keep on praying. Don't stop. That's the anointing. Some of you can sense the fire. Yes. Yes. You can sense the fire rising. You can sense the fire. Yes. It's rising. Are you ready for fire? Right now. Yes. That's the Holy Ghost. I see you. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Get ready. Get ready. Fire everywhere. Everywhere, fire everywhere. God Himself is going to anoint you. Fire. Come on, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Pressing, pressing, pressing. Come on. Fire everywhere. There's a burning in your hand. Who is that person? Your hand is burning. Come forward, come forward. Who is that person? Your hand is burning. That's a call. Your hand is burning. You feel the fire in your hand. Come forward. I want to pray for you. Anybody like that? Make it quick. Make it quick. Everybody praying in tongues where you are. Everybody praying in tongues where you are. The truth is that God is going to reach you where you are. You don't need to come forward. God is going to reach you where you are. Now put your hands on your tummy. Put your hands on your tummy and begin to declare out of my belly, my belly, flow. Some of you put your hand on your head. Flow. This gives for nations. Flow. I sense the anointing of God all over this place. God is here. God is here. My God, what a strong grace. What a strong grace. My God. Fresh fire. 
Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Shut up. 
I have a few minutes and I'm just going to lay my hands on you receive the fire and you go back to your seat if you fall under the power ushers help them receive the fire of of Jesus that is the fire of the Holy Ghost that's it that's it that's it in the name of Jesus fire in the name of Jesus lift up your hands and pray Rabadola, let it fall Lord fire it's your fire Lord let it rest let it rest let it rest in the name of Jesus let it rest let it rest yes that's it Woo. Let it rest. Yes. Yes. Let it rest. In the name of Jesus. Let it rest. Fire in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. Fire. Ay, ay, ay. Father, let your fire rest. Let your fire rest. Let your fire rest out of these bellies. Let it rest in the name of Jesus. Father, let your fire rest in the name of Jesus. Let it rest in the name of Jesus. Must sort of fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Arigatolabosha. Everything that. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire. Let your fire rest. Let your fire rest in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Let your fire rest upon your daughter. In the name of Jesus, let your fire rest upon your daughter. In the name of Jesus, remain. Yes, let it rest. Yes, let it rest. Yes, let it rest. Yes, let it rest. That's it. That's it. Let it rest in the name of Jesus, Lord, let it rest. 
Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. 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 Out of your bellies, rivers will flow. In the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire in the name of Jesus. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God rest on you right now. Let it rest on you right now. In the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God let it rest on you. Let the hand of God rest on you. A new day. Let the fire of God let it rest in the name of Jesus. Let your fire rest on your daughter right now. Father, we thank you. What hands have been laid on you? Please go back to your seats. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. Father, let it rest in Jesus' name. Let your fire rest in Jesus' name. Father, let your fire rest. Let it rest in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise. Father, let your fire rest. Let it rest. Let it increase. Let it increase. Let it increase in Jesus' name. Let it rest. Let it rest in Jesus' name. Father, let it rest. Let it rest in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you. Let your grace rest. Let your grace rest. In Jesus' name. We give you all the praise and we thank you. Let's lift up your, our hands and worship him. Unto the Lord be the glory. Let's take that song together. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. Unto the Lord be the glory. Let's take that together. We hope you've been blessed by this message. 
To be a part of any of our programs or services, visit our website www.petrocc.org for our different locations and service times. We'll be happy to have you join our online community. Follow us on our social media handle on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram at Petro Christian Center. You can also reach us via email at correspondent at petrocc.org or call us on 070-173-87222. Petro Christian Center, building Jesus communities globally.